She want to be poor. Come on. Ask the guy next to you, how do you feel? Do you feel rich or do you feel broke? How do you feel? Do you feel rich or do you feel broke, man? Do you feel rich or do you feel... Well, let me, let, me, let me clarify that. I come with a prophetic word in every single service I've preached. I preached all four of them this weekend. Um, and, and in every single one of them, I did it because God gave me a duty to come and prophesy and speak over your life. And I'm going to speak this one sentence over your life. I don't know if you're going to receive it. Maybe if you were in a previous service, you heard it and you didn't grab it. So God's sending it to you a second time. But this is what God told me to send over your life. He told me to tell you that God, he told me, tell my people that I am God and that I want to bless them and that I want to prosper them. I'm going to say that again. God told me to come with a prophetic word over your life saying that he wants to bless you and that he wants to prosper you. I'm going to say it a third time. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Here I go. Ready? God says, I want to bless you and I want to prosper you in every single thing you do. Now, you may say, Pastor, what does it mean? Look, for this, specifically for this service, for this time, for this sermon, who's ever listening to it online, who's ever watching right now, who's ever sitting in the sanctuary, there is a calling. This is a statement God gave me, all right? And I want you to read this. I want you to have it in your heart. There is a calling and a declaration for prosperity in your life. Listen, there is a calling and a declaration for prosperity in your life. But watch. Here's the, here's the twist in this service. It starts in your listen the calling and the declaration of prosperity for your life starts in your soul and specifically in this sermon i kind of want to twist a little tiny bit what's been being taught because god just pressed it on my heart because somebody needs this and it's that you cannot receive prosperity until your soul has been a prosperous soul until your soul heals and i don't know who's hurting out there but until your soul heals you cannot be prosperous in the rest of your life you're not going to be it something that god wants to do is that god wants to bless you financially Listen, God wants to bless you financially. God wants to bless you financially, but he will not bless you financially until you start understanding in your soul that it begins there. My external, listen, my ex, there's a Bible verse that says that it is, it is not what goes, it is not what goes into the man's body, but the Bible verse says what Jesus is, what comes out of your body is what's important. So if, if, if you're thinking about your physical prosperity, you say, I want a new car, I want a new house. God wants to give you all of that. You say, well, God doesn't want to give it to me. Well, then you're going to have a problem with the scripture because scripture says that god wants to bless you it says that if a if an earthly father knows how to bless his children how much more does a heavenly father want to bless his so god wants to bless you so pat somebody on the back and say god wants to bless you come on help me out say god wants to bless you now look at them very firm and say but it starts in your soul it starts inside of you it starts inside of you Check, check this out. I'm, let, let me give it to you another. Let me break it down another way. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Same verse I've been using in every sermon, but this one I want to give a twist on it. Listen to this. I want to change it just a little bit. I want to give it to you from a different perspective because it's specifically for, designed for this service. For somebody who's here sitting right now, this, you had to come here tonight, and I want to lay this out very clear because you needed to hear this. You need to hear this. It's for you. God designed this for you. He sent this message to you. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to prosper you. What does he have? There you go. Plans. I love the answer. He has what? So are they executed already? No. What are they? Plans. So there's something that God has for you that hasn't occurred yet. And that's a twist I want to give it to you. There's something that God has for you that has not occurred yet. 
but he does have the plan in his hand. He says, and, and, and I'm going to further read it. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a, and a what? Future. Has the future occurred already? Where are the plans and what? In the future. So, Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying that God has a plan for you in the future that hasn't occurred yet, and it's a good plan. He wants to prosper you. So what I'm saying is that in something that's going to occur in, in, in six months in Chastity's life, God has a plan in six months for her life. In a year, God has a plan designed for her. And I'm positive that Chastity in the crowd right now desires to know that plan in a year or two and maybe the uncomfortable the discomfort that she feels right now may be saying why do i feel so uncomfortable now and it's because you're not where god wants you to be but worry not for he has a plan for you it may be six months it may be in a year but he has a plan for you and it's a plan of prosperity he wants to bless you now here's the question here's the question can you mess up that plan here's the question can you mess up that plan i'm gonna give you an easy answer you can't mess up god's plan Job said in Job 42, he says, who am I, who is man that man can mess up God's plans? He says, God can't. He says, he says God, man can't mess up God's plan. When God says he's going to do something, guys, he's going to do it, <laughs> you like it or not. When God says, I'm going to do, he's going to do it. Now, here's the question. You can't mess up God's plan, but here's the question. Will God make the plan occur if you're not where you need to be? And the answer is no. So, Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying that God has a plan for you in six months, and you can't ruin his plans, but he could decide to back up his plans. Something that should have came six months ago, you may have been waiting for it over a year and a half now. And you ask, why have I been waiting a year and a half for it, Pastor? You've been waiting for a year and a half because you're not ready, and you haven't been prepared for what's going to occur. So what I'm saying is if you're not cautious and pay attention today, you're not going to have clarity on what is the breakthrough for God's plan to execute in your life, for his prosperity to fall on you. Here, let me, let me illustrate that for you in a, in a certain way. I'm going to illustrate that for you. Um, I'm going I'm to use a couple of things here. And Edward, come with me up here a minute. I'm going to use a couple of things, and I'm, I'm going to illustrate this for you so you guys can get a full grasp of what I'm saying. God has, God has a plan to prosper you. So I'm going to take this gold cloth, all right, and this is your prosperity. Now, I want, I want at least two or three people just to shout out randomly, okay, things that you would consider prosperity. You would consider an awesome blessing in your life. You don't, don't get all religious on me, okay, but, but it may be religious, it may not be, but I want you to shout out something that you would consider prosperous in your life. Anybody? New Camaro, good. There you go. Anybody else? Yacht. Anybody else? Yacht. A yacht. There you go. Good. Shout it out. Anybody else? A million dollars. All right. What else? Another million dollars. There you go. All right. Now, here we go. Now, watch out. Now, watch. You guys are laughing because you guys weren't expecting to talk about that in church, right? Because church people, church, church folks, we don't talk about that. You know, we're talking about money is bad. That's what we think. But the truth about it, if it's so bad, why doesn't everybody just give up their money then? Truth is, we want it. But we won't talk about it. Now, a plan is does, is, does God have a plan to give you that? Does God want to prosper you that way? And here's where we go over there. You say, well, no, God just wants me to live a humble life. And God, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. God wants a humble life. I'm all right with that. But can't you have a yacht and be, and be humble? Now, now, some of you are going to say, well, you're not going to be humble if you have a yacht. Wait a minute. 
never does the Bible say that money is a sin. It says that the love for money is a sin. When you're all caught up, caught up on that car, on that house, or on that boat, when you're caught up where you get so anxious it becomes a number one priority in your life and you start worshiping it, then you fall into sin. But having is not a sin. Because listen to this. If, what if God wants to give you a million dollars because you're going to hand out to the poor and almost uh, 2,000 kids are going to be helped with the money he gives you? Why wouldn't God want to give it to you? So here's your blessing, right? And I want everybody to think about something they'd, they'd be praying about, something they'd be praying about right now. I would be praying about this in my life, Pastor. This would be a blessing. Now, it may not be a financial situation. You may be saying, I'm praying. I, one, my prosperity right now would be to have a child. My prosperity right now would be to, to uh, what, what do all single people want? Married or a girlfriend or a boyfriend. That's what they want, all single people. Now, all quiet in the house now. About 80% of the congregation is single. Nobody would say a word. But the truth is, that's what you want. Ladies, what you want is a ring on that finger. That's what you want. You want, you want a good man. Not any man. You want a good man. And all the single men in the room are like, man, I wish I'd find a Christian good lady. You all want that. And that's all right. That's, listen, that's your goal right there. That's your goal. That's what you want. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I'm glad you want that. Why? Because if you didn't want that, I'd be a little bit worried. I'd be worried about you. It's okay to want that. Here's something. Here, a 16, 17-year-old sitting in the building right now, you, I'd say, what you want? What, what do you want in your life right now? And you may say, I wish I would find somebody that I knew loved me, my future. And that's, listen, that might sound freaky to your parents. It might sound freaky to some people. But the truth is, when I was 16, I thought the same thing as you did. And it's that goal. We have it. Some of you, some of you, want a job that pays better than the one you have right now. Some of you want a bank account that actually doesn't always look in the red. You want a bank account that you could run that ATM and you wouldn't have trouble with it wherever you go. That's what you want. Some of you want that car. Listen, some of you are like, well, I don't want, I just want a car that doesn't break down. I want a car. I want a better car. And that's all right too. You have that goal. And what I want you to understand is that God does want to prosper you and God does want to give it to you. It's right here. It's right here. Now, what I want you to understand is that if, it's, if the Bible says that God wants to prosper you and it says, I have plans, what you need to understand is that it's not like this. You don't have it in your hand currently. He says, I have plans. And when he says, I have plans, this is what he's really saying. Here, grab that corner now. Walk that way. Walk that way. Walk that way. This is what he's saying. He's saying, it's not in your hands. God's saying, it's in my hand. So it's pretty, it's pretty easy here. If you want it, where do you got to go? To him. Because if you come to him, he's got it. And you won't need it. Now here's the problem. The problem is that the further you get from him, the further you get from it. Come on, that's good right there, man. Now, so pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is that when you want it, you walk towards it. Now, this portion of the scripture is saying literally this. This portion of scripture goes a little bit further. It says God has a plan for you, and he planned it, and he's saying it's right there. All I need you to do is to walk up to it. God's saying all I need to be used to do it. Now, now, Edward, I want you to stay there, and I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to bring a third person in, okay? I'm going to bring in Mike. Come up here a minute. I want you to go over to Edder. I want you to stand by Edder, and I want you to be there. Now, this is what I want you to understand. That's his current this is where you currently are at. And the Bible says, for, I, the Lord says, I have 
plans. I have something for you. Whatever it is you've been praying about, Mike, it's right here. Whatever it is you want, it's, it may be. Now, now, how long is it going to take you to get from there to here is going to depend on you. Why? Because if somebody else came up here and did this, and Giovanni, come up here, hold this side for me. If somebody else came up here, and I want you to hold this for me, I want you to understand how it works. There's going to be something that's going to, this, there's, some, there's something, there, there, are, there are many things that are going to depart you from your prosperity and your goal, whatever it is. Listen, whatever it is. And here's what I want you to, next week in our next sermon, I'm going to teach you how Satan's got a hold of you. And while you go towards it, go to it. Satan's holding you back. Pastor, how does that work? How do I get free from that? Well, you got to come next week. Now, until next week comes, what I want to tell you is the following. What I'm telling you today is that God wants to bless you. He placed it there. Problem is, some are living, and you think this doesn't exist. You think the end of the line is right here. (laughs) And until you get into your mind, God wants to bless me, and he has a blessing for me, you're never going to find it. Why? Because if you live your life like this, standing here and wandering around and wondering, does God want to bless me? Does God really want to bless me? You're never going to make it. So step number one is you got to say, God does have a blessing for me, and you need to focus that the blessing is there. That's what you need to do. You need to understand that your blessing there. Now, why do we get discouraged and why do we forget it's here? Because we get distracted, because Satan got got a hold on us, because we don't know how to plan for it. A whole bunch of reasons, and we're going to explain them all this month, and every time you come in here, I'm going to teach you how to make it one step closer to that. But here's what I want you to understand. When we look at the book of Genesis, chapter 39, verse 2 and 4, I want to show you something. And you guys stay right there. Don't leave yet. The Bible shows us something in Genesis, chapter 39, verse 2 and 4, about this man called Joseph. And look what it says. It says, the Lord was with, Joseph was prosperous. He was very prosperous. And look what it says. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. Who was with Joseph? So that he what? Joseph prospered because the Lord was what? Now watch this. Let's say this is the Lord right here. The Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. So when that happens, every time Joseph gets discouraged or distracted, the Lord was with him and the Lord kept on tugging on him. Now here's what I need you to understand. When the Lord tugs you towards your blessing, he tugs Now watch this. You see how Mike is coming to it? Why is Mike coming to it? Because the Lord is with him? No, I'll tell you why. Watch. Watch again. Everybody pay attention. This is very good spiritually. Look how the Lord is bringing him to his blessing. The Lord is with him. But it's not the Lord being with you that brings you to the blessing. Many of you have the Lord with you. What you're missing is the second part. Watch. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of the, of the Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success. Watch. Watch again. The Lord was with him, but he was with the Lord. Pastor, is it the same? No, 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 no. You guys aren't getting it yet. Watch. Don't hold on to the Lord. The Lord could be with you, but my question is, are you holding on to the Lord? Because if you're not holding on to the Lord, you're going to miss the blessings he has aligned for you. Now, 
Mike was a smart, anointed man because he didn't even know that I was going there. And every time I tugged, he held on to it. So automatically, even though he wanted to get distracted, when you're holding on to the Lord, Pastor, what are you saying? When you have lost all hope, people. They, listen, Joseph was a freaking prisoner. He had nothing to look up to. If somebody could be distracted, it was Joseph. But the Lord was with him. And Joseph hung on to the Lord in jail, in the midst of all situation. He kept on focusing on God. He didn't get distracted. He said, God, you are my Lord, and I believe you. I believe you above and beyond all things. Job did the same thing. And because they had that type of attitude and they held on to the Lord in the midst of any situation, I don't care what your marriage is looking like. I don't care what your future is looking like. Because the problem is you're living your life in your current status. And your current status, your current position is not the position of blessing. The position of blessing is here. See, this is the position. If you were holding on to it, if you were, if you were with it, if you were with it all the time, if you're under it, if you're receiving it, you won't be distracted. But the problem is when you don't have it, you have to live according to your current status. He's living a situation that God's with him, but he's not under the full anointing and the blessing of receiving what God has for him. He's not under it, so he's easily going to get distracted. And then this is what we do. Instead of holding on to the Lord, we use our hands to do our work. You're trying to fix it in your own strength. So when God tries to pull you you're missing the blessing what does god do he comes right back and says son i promised i would never leave you and he comes right back and he gives you a second chance you're here today and he's doing it again right now as i speak god is doing it again because last week you're doing everything efforts i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna achieve success in life Vroom. You miss it again because you keep on doing it in your own strength. So now God comes back on Sunday morning, Sunday evening and he brings you into the building. He brings you into the church. You may not like me, but he's saying, what are you, a numbskull? What are you, stupid? I keep on bringing you back because I keep on falling right on top of you. Will you hold on to me? Because if you hold on to me and you know that I am, I will, no matter what your circumstance is, I will change your circumstance of what it is to what it will be. He's saying, I will change it. Look at this. The Bible says, the Lord, the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success. Who gave him success? Why are you trying to do it so hard on your own? Why? Come on, what was it? What was it? Come on, you, you shouted it out. You know why you don't have it? Because you want it in your strength with your ability. There are things that I want. You know what I want? I want to see the kingdom of God grow. That's my number one mission in life. And it brings me one of the best prosperities in all my life. I want to see all my kids serving God. That's what I want to see. I want to see them all on fire for Jesus, converting and changing lives and transforming them until the day I die. That is my goal. But here's the problem. Every time I try to do it and my current status doesn't work out and something goes wrong and one of my kids isn't talking about God or something isn't happening or the church isn't growing, my current status discourages me. But when I understand that at the end of the day, it's going to be God, the source that does it, what I do 
do is I go to my knees and I say, God, I'm going to trust you because you got it. So I hold on to him. And when I hold on to him, no matter how messed up I am, listen, I'm, t- I'm speaking, that, no matter how much I messed up, he's bringing me one step closer to it. Some of you are right freaking here. You're right around the blessing of what God promised you. You are so close to it. You smell like it. You know it's around the corner. You f- I'm speaking to somebody. You felt it in your heart. You know there's a season change. You know your dream's about to occur. You know it's about to happen. You're closer than ever. Be very careful because if you let go of the Lord right now, here's what's going to happen. He takes you there and you slowly drift away from it once again. Slowly you drift away from it. Why? Because you get discouraged. What did God promise you? What, what, what did God give you? Pastor, how do I live a life like Joseph? How do I get there? Here, let me explain to you how you get there. Guys, don't move yet. I, I know you guys are just, I'm almost done. Watch, watch. How do you get there? Here I go. Watch, watch. Listen to this. Everybody listen. The Lord was with him and the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Verse 4. Joseph found favor in the eyes and became his attendant. God put him in favor. I am saying that God's going to make somebody who's not looking at you look at you i'm speaking again god is going to make somebody who's not paying attention to you that can bless you bless you i am saying that god is going to put the right people in the right place at the right time to align his promise to you you may think it's not going to happen but right now as i speak as i speak god's moving somebody there's somebody. If your dream is recording, God right now is moving somebody for that. If your dream is that you're going to have a better job right now, God's moving somebody. He is going to put you in favor with the right people. It's not, but pastor, but it seems that it's never going to happen because financially it's never going to happen in my life. In your life, in your current status, it may look like you can't, but he knows where it is. So God knows how to do things. God knows how to shift stuff. God knows how to move people. God knows how to put people on Sunday morning to come to you and say it's Sunday morning baby i don't know how much you lost it i know you were far from it i know you came close to it but hold on to it because god sunday morning today in i church is getting ready to pull you closer and closer to your blessing right now as i speak somebody's coming right now right now right now right now somebody's coming closer and closer to their blessing now here's how it works say right there the bible says that joseph found favor in the eyes and became his attendant potiphar put him in charge of the household what did potiphar do he put him in charge of what say with me he made him a manager you know what brings you here you know what brings you closer to your dream i i know one of mike's dreams because he's he's a spiritual child to me he's a spiritual son to me i know one of mike's dreams one of mike's dreams is full-time ministering in the presence of the Lord before crowds, taking the word of God. That's what, he, that's what he, one of his, through music, I know it's one of his ultimate dreams. One of his top dreams is to be full-time, dedicated to ministry, only, only working on producing songs and making songs and worship, make it, seeing crowds. Mine is to see the kingdom grow. His is to see the kingdom worship. I know it's one of his biggest crowd, one of his biggest desires. And here's the thing. God's moving somebody towards that. But watch this. Watch this. Everybody pay attention. The Bible says that God put him in charge of the household. Pastor, what are you saying? You know why Joseph made it? You know why? Because Joseph using, listen, listen, his talent to be able to reach the place that God had for him. Joseph was using his talent. God had given him a rich soil. God had given him a present. What did God give him? When he was over here, when he was over here, God gave him a gift. And God made him rich with that gift. Listen, when Mike sang today, you guys missed it. But when he sang today in Spanish, before he even sang, the crowd started applauding. And they were 
Mary did the Jesus rowdy before he even sang. Why? Because God gave you a gift. Now that gift, and with all due respect, I know you sang before I church. I know you, 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 you praised you praise and you had instrument, but I don't think you had the influence you have now that you had in, the, in that time. God gave, and when you said, God, take my gift, this is what happened. He said, God, take my gift and use me. God started pulling him closer to his dream. Why? Because he's using his passion and his gift. The Bible says that Joseph became in household and you know when god gave that to him watch this nobody move what i'll tell you when god gave it to him when when you go into the bible um joseph uh in genesis chapter 37 verse 2 watch this when he was a kid now we already read when he was an adult right god put him in charge in charge to manage the house of 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 potiphar now watch this 37 2 we're going back to his childhood listen when he was a young man oof, somebody should catch this watch joseph a young man of 17 was tending the flock with his brothers what was he doing Say with me, he was managing. When he was a kid, he was already managing. He already had a gift. He didn't know it. He didn't know it, but God had already blessed him with a gift to make it where he had to make it. God has blessed you with a gift. God has given you a gift. There's a gift in here. There's a gift to make it here. And God gave it to you when you were a child. God gave it to you when you were a child. Before, before you even knew it, you had a gift to make it here. God gave it to you. He says that he gave it to him. God, listen, God gave you a gift even when you were a little kid. It's been in you to make it to your blessing. It's in you. It's deposited in you. The Bible says he was tending to the flocks of his brothers, the son of Billah and the son of Silpha, his father's wives. And listen to this. And he brought their father a re- bad report. You know why he brought a report? Because managers do what? They give what? Reports. Managers give reports. He's a 17-year-old and he's already executing the gifts of God and his riches. He's already taken the riches that God gave him and he's already using them for God. He's using them for God. And because he was using them for God, when things got really crappy and he ended up being a prisoner really far from the blessing, really, really far, and all broken down, he never let go of God. And because he never let go of God, he went back to the one thing he knew he was good at. You know what it was? The rich, the in him. Listen, pay attention. I'm done. He went to the thing that God had deposited in him. He held it. And because he held on to it, God took him out of a skanky smelling prison that worked for no good where he was a slave. And God said, I don't care. I'm speaking to somebody. I don't care what your circumstance is now. When you hold on to me and use the gifts that I gave you and you put them for my glory, I start changing your atmosphere and bringing you closer and closer and closer to your gift. I'm getting you there. Now watch this. The Bible says in Genesis this is chapter 37 5 joseph had a dream there was a passion inside of him and when he told it to his brothers they hated him all the more what does that mean when you start using the gift that god oh man this is good 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 stuff when you start using what god gave you for his kingdom people are going to hate you and people are going to push you further and further from where god has you for you're going further and further from that i'm telling you right now over mike's life i know for a fact 
that there's stories that Mike have not told me that make you unworthy of being our worship leader. I know for a fact, for reasons that you can't say right now over the microphone, there are things you lived and things you did that don't make you worthy of standing at the altar and leading a ship in worship in prayer. You are not worthy of that. You were a man that when put, you pushed away by yourself away, but you know what you never forgot? You never forgot that you had a gift inside of you. You could have played in the wrong places. You could have sang in the wrong places. You could have done the wrong things, but you never forgot that there was a seed in you that said that your gift was put there for a godly divine purpose. And because you never forgot that God did that, stay right there because you never forgot that. I'm almost done guys. Because you never forgot that you remembered this. What? First of Peter 4:10. Each of you, stay. each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God. When you use the riches that God put in you for him, it may not be much. For Mike, it was grabbing a mic and a guitar. That's what it was. Whenever you use whatever gift you have received to serve others, isn't this, as faithful stewards of God, there he sat, listen, all broken. I remember Mike walking in all broken, married. Remember Chess? It wasn't working. Marriage wasn't working. It, it, it just didn't work. And Mike, my, I'm talking to my wife today, and my wife and I were saying, man, it's hard to love Mike. Mike is like one of the sweetest guys I know. One of the sweetest guys. But, but, but Mike still has sin. And Mike knows where he messed up. You know where you messed up. But even messing up, listen, everybody, he never forgot where he was. Pastor, why do you know that about Mike? Because that's my story. That's my story, man. I messed up. But I never let go, bro. Somebody here is holding on by a little thread. It's you and me sitting here, but they're really looking into a mirror. Somebody's sitting out there, and they feel like crying because they know they messed up. But they don't want to let go of the Lord. They just don't want to let go. But here's what you need to understand today. Not letting go of the Lord is not enough. Oh, come on, Jesus, help them. It's not enough. Pastor, what do you got to do? You got to do what Carlito Rodriguez did. What is it? He took the only thing he had, his mouth. He grabbed the microphone and started preaching the word of God. Mike took the only thing he had, his broken song. That's all he had. And he said, God, help me. And what happened? What happened when he used his talents for God? God said, oh, you're going to use it for me? Come on. What? What? You're going to praise and worship me? Come on. I'm taking you out of that place. I'm going to move you from your current status. I'm going to draw you close because when you know how to be a steward of what I gave you, come on, some of you are good accountants, some of you are good at numbers, some of you are good with people, some of you know how to greet like nobody else, some of you know how to hug, some of you know how to organize, some of you are very, some of you know how to do documents, some of you know how to write letters, some of you know how to write a book, some of you know how to play an instrument, some of you know how to sing a song. I don't know what it is you do, but you know you have some gifts in you. The problem is you're holding on to God and you want God to move you. 
but you refuse to use your gift for God. Some of you know how to witness more than anybody else. Some of you know how to talk about Jesus on the street like nobody else knows how to do. You have it in you. Some of you feel like the desire that you need to hug a child in need. Some of you feel you need to go to the mission field. Some of you know there's a greater purpose in you. And the reason you haven't received your blessing is because you haven't surrendered all your gifts to God. When you say, God, you've been, you've given me this and you gave me this rich, so I'm going to hold on to what you've given me and you trust God. The Bible says that you're a faithful steward. He will take you to your blessing. He will give it to you. He'll say, embrace your blessing and just take it because it's yours now and it will be yours forever. I'm going to bless you with it. And what does God do? His blessing is real easy. Watch. Let it go. Let it go. Grab your instrument. Grab your instrument. He takes his gift. He takes his gift. And he holds on to it. Last song. Key it up. Joshua 1.8. Joshua, God says to Joshua, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Look what God did. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate it. Meditate on it day and night. <laughs> Don't let it go. 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 So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Hang on to it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Joshua, just like Joseph, both of them, just like Carlos, just like Mike, were with the Lord and the Lord was with them. So they prospered. So they prospered. Close your eyes, bow your head, please. Close your eyes, bow your head. Thank <laughs> you.